Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Jake Gokey with uh, Deloitte. He is the Partner in National Audit and Assurance Payment Leader. Welcome, Jake. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. First, tell us a little bit about your position. How are you serving folks? Yeah, happy to. So as you said, I'm a a partner with Deloitte, and I work specifically with clients in the payment processing space. Served clients in the industry for about 10 years, uh, based in Atlanta, and just it's really been an exciting time. So happy to talk to you today. So before we get too far into things, can you tell the listener, maybe educate them a little bit about what exactly is consumer payments industry? What does that entail? Is it banking? Is that what it is? Or is it that's just now a subset of what it is today? Yeah, it's a great question. And I get it quite a bit. Um, And really, payment processing is an industry designed to ensure that people like me and you can use credit and debit cards to pay for transactions. And so a lot of people might go in the grocery store, the checkout, swipe, tap, or insert their credit card, pay for the transaction, it's approved within two seconds and, and walk out and not really think about how that all happened. And what people don't realize is behind the scenes, there are a lot of different parties involved to ensure that you know you and I can do exactly that, which is walk in, use a credit debit card transaction and walk out seamlessly. And so this industry is, is really expanded quite a bit, a lot of parties involved, and, and it's really just an exciting, exciting industry to be in, just given how dynamic and innovative it's become. And to that end, Deloitte has put together a report that kind of touches on this and it kind of explains the maybe the financial relationships that that are involved in all these transactions. And maybe you can talk about that a little bit about how, you know, maybe just give us kind of state of the union. Sure. Happy to. So, yeah, our, our report does a nice job of just laying out the payment processing ecosystem and really highlighting what's changed and what's expected to change you know, over the next five, 10 years. But really what we're seeing in the industry is it's dynamic, it's innovative, it's competitive. And a lot of companies in the space are figuring out ways to drive innovation, disrupt the the old norms of how payment transactions worked and deliver more value-added services to consumers and to merchants. Now, you mentioned how complex that this ecosystem is. And for the people who don't understand, like when you make a payment, whether it's a credit card payment or debit, or, you know, now you can swipe your hand over a machine and that makes a payment. Any of those things, not only is the merchant obviously touching the money and the bank touches the money, but there's a multitude of players in between that help kind of move that transaction along. Um, and because of that, I would imagine th- that's good for the consumer, the speed of which that happens, but it's also um, opens up some uh, possibilities for bad actors to insert themselves and maybe, um, you know, get access to that same information. Can you talk about how um, security is, is involved in this? Yeah, and that's, it's a great point because really what the industry is trying to balance is speed of payments um, without losing security. And so, you know, consumers, merchants obviously value 
quick, fast, simple payments, but we also value as consumers and merchants security and controls to ensure that transactions remain safe. Ultimately, if a consumer feels like a transaction is safe, he or she may be less likely to use a credit debit card or, you know, make a digital payment. And so the industry, of course, has always been and will continue to be focused on security around transactions, understanding the environment, the ecosystem and potential exposure areas, and really using innovation um, and and sort of historical practices to ensure that transactions remain safe. Uh, So certainly there's a balance here between speed and secure transactions and the industry um, continues to be focused on ensuring they're achieving both of those things. Now, how does kind of Atlanta fit into this fintech ecosystem? Are we a hub of it? Are we a big player? Like, where do you see us in kind of the entire, um, at least the United States ecosystem when it comes to fintech? I mean, Atlanta is is the hub for payment processing. And, and a lot of people, even those who reside in Atlanta, don't realize that six of the 10 largest payment processing firms are headquartered in Georgia. Um, 70% of all global financial transactions pass through companies headquartered in Atlanta. And Atlanta really has become just the scene as it relates to payment processing. So you know, it's an exciting place to be, an exciting time to be in the payments industry. And as far as the future outlook for Atlanta, it continues to be very bright in the payment processing space. Now, what kind of trends are you seeing? You said that it's um, obviously it, it- it changes rapidly. And for you to even be able to forecast 10 years, good, good on you on that. Because I mean, if you went back 10 years, could you have predicted today, 10 years ago, uh, I would imagine that would be outside the scope of most people's predictions. But what are some of the things you see moving forward when it comes to payment processing? Like how much faster can it be? Like, like I said earlier, you can now buy things just by swiping your hand on on a device and now that's a you can purchase items that way how else is it going to change yeah well i i think where we're going to see changes is really the way a consumer experiences payment transactions so what you're seeing more is development of mobile apps for example where uh payment transactions can occur but there's more consumer engagement uh, more insights for both consumers and merchant in terms of spending behavior patterns of spending behavior and the like um and really just more innovation around uh, a payment transaction so that it's more it feels more of a value added service to both the merchant and the consumer uh, but you're absolutely right you know 10 years ago i don't think anyone could have really predicted where we are today and you know that's why what i think is so exciting about this space is in 10 years you know where will we be then and what innovations are really going to take off between now and that point in time now, you talk a lot about, uh, obviously, consumers and merchants. Uh, what about when it comes to um, peer-to-peer uh, kind of sharing of funds? Um, are you seeing that also an area of interest for these fintech firms? Absolutely. I mean, digital payments uh, is a great example of that where, you know, if I uh, play golf with a friend on the weekend um, and he ha- happens to, you know, pay the fee for that round, I can pay him back my share of it through a number of different apps. Um, I think you know entities in a space realize that there is a strong appetite for peer-to-peer payments and have developed the technology to ensure that can happen and will continue happening going forward. But that's certainly an area of high growth where I think a lot of us in the industry need to be opportunity to continue to innovate and drive consumer engagement. Now, are you seeing... Um with this switch, obviously, to a more cashless world, how is that impacting kind of the people who are unbanked? Where's the, how do they fit into this? 
Yeah, the, I mean, the unbanks uh, and the underbanks certainly have access to card payments um, through different avenues. Um, I think cash remains, you know, a very uh, prevalent form of currency in different subsectors. Uh, but to think that, you know, the un- unbanked or underbanked don't have access, I think is, is probably a misconception. Um, it's just different mechanisms through which these consumers are able to access payment transactions. And um, when it comes to kind of the the growth of the businesses that are serving fintech here in Atlanta, are you seeing uh, more companies getting into that, more startups entering that space? Do you see some types of consolidation maybe? Uh, where are we at right now when it comes to the fintech industry, uh, maybe from an employment standpoint from uh, in Atlanta? Yeah, great question. I mean, Atlanta really has uh, has it all. We've got emerging growth companies and startups. Um, we've got private companies that are uh, continuing to thrive, and we've got very large public companies. So we sort of across the different size or life cycle of of a, of a business, we've, we've sort of got all different points, which is fantastic. And I think a big reason for that is we've got great colleges in the Georgia area, a lot of talent. Uh, a lot of interest in payment processing, just given the history here in Atlanta, and really uh, an appetite for innovation. So what we're seeing is uh, the continued development of fintech startups that are looking to innovate the space. Um, and we're seeing the continued success and, and consolidation and growth of existing incumbent uh, companies in the payment processing space. Now, are you seeing um, the universities and maybe even um, high schools um helping out when it comes to talent and changing curriculum, maybe opening up curriculum that serves this niche to help uh, create more qualified people coming out of university with the type of education and training they need in order to be successful in fintech? Absolutely. I, I, what we're seeing is across the board, uh, comp- or colleges are offering fintech curriculum, payment processing curriculum, because there's a recognition that you know, it is an emerging space. It's continuing to grow and get traction, uh, and there's really a great future there. So, absolutely, uh, you know, at colleges across the state, we're seeing curriculum design specifically around fintech and payments, which is only going to further uh, the cause of growth in the in the payment space here in Atlanta. So, what do you think the ecosystem needs more of? Uh, innovation, always, always innovation, and, and you know, it's the, certainly the the future outlook. Um, is always going to be uncertain, right? We don't we don't know what we don't know, and we don't know what the next five or ten years will hold. Uh, but what we do know is companies need to continue to be agile um, to deal with the uncertainty and innovate to continue to drive positive consumer and merchant experiences. Now, uh, from from a Deloitte kind of uh, standpoint, what does Deloitte need more of? Are you looking to hire right now? Are you looking for more talent? Are you looking to partner with more fintech organizations? What what do you need more of? Uh, all of the above. You know, we're always looking for for great talent uh, to continue to grow our practice. We're, we love partnering with other companies in the space, and we're really just looking for all the different ways we can continue to grow our practice and support the fintech industry here in Atlanta. So, what is the pain that that fintech organization is having where Deloitte is a good partner? Uh, could you repeat that question? What is the pain the fintech organization is having where Deloitte is a good partner and can help them solve whatever that issue is? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really say uh, there are necessarily pain so much as opportunities for companies to continue to grow and find success. And really, we can do that across the board. Uh, but really, what we look to do is is leverage the expertise we have in the space to help and assist companies 
um, continue to develop their products, their services, and, and grow their own uh, companies. Can you share an example? Don't name the name, but an example of maybe a problem or an opportunity that a, a company had and Deloitte was able to inject themselves and help them get to a new level? Sure. I mean, companies all the time are looking to get into the payment space. They might need a roadmap or a playbook in terms of how they can do that. Uh, Deloitte has offerings where we can help companies understand the payments ecosystem, how they can develop offerings, um, and really help them build those out. Now, if somebody wants to get their hands on that 2023 Banking and Capital Markets Outlook report, is that on the website? Where can they find that? Yeah, it's online. So if you go to the Deloitte's website and search uh, for the report you just mentioned, it should be um, easy to find, click on, and, and read through it. And then the person that would benefit the most from reading through that report is who? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think I would say businesses that are involved in the space or looking to get in the space would find a lot of value in reading the report. And uh, well, Jake, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Uh, one more time, the website for Deloitte, if somebody wants to connect with you or somebody on your team or get a hold of this uh, report. Pardon me? The website for Deloitte? Uh, Deloitte.com. All right. That's D-E-L-O-I-T-T-E dot com to get your hands on that report. Find Jake uh, or somebody on his team and learn more about the offerings over there. Well, thank you so much, Jake, for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.